Hello and welcome to your Daily Buzz Sport Podcast. I'm your host Harry Slynn and I'm here to get you through to the weekend. Coming up in today's show, we'll be bringing you the local and national sport roundup, as well as hearing from Bournemouth Rugby Youth Chairman Jamie Shanks, who is trying to get more girls into the sport. Seeing girls and women playing rugby you know, with that intensity already after two sessions is just amazing. First up, we have Dan and Ryan who are here to talk about last night's superb victory for the Bournemouth under-18s as they watched them cruise past Wolverhampton Wanderers. Bournemouth's development squad went top of their Premier League Cup group and secure qualification after their 5-1 win over Wolves under-21s last night at Silver Lake Stadium in Eastleigh. Dan and I were there. Dan, what did you think of the game? I thought it was a good game. It was a very good game. You know, it was a, it was a cold night at Eastleigh, but, you know, it was warmed up by the game. It was a great game, as you say, 5-1. Loads of goals, loads of action. It could have been a lot more than five. So, great evening out. Yeah, I think um, Wolves started very well. They did. I think the first 10, 15 minutes was all Wolves. But then Bournemouth sort of grew into it. I think Sadie and Mariah Welsh especially were running the midfield for the majority of the game, especially after sort of like the 20-minute mark. And Dominic Sadie... Two goals, two screamers as well. Oh, yeah, they were they were they were crackers, especially the first one. He ripped a hole in the back of the net. Um, yeah, there was that period, or oh, sort of midway through the first half, where it seems like Wolves didn't touch the ball for about twenty minutes, and I'm hardly exaggerating there. Like they literally hardly touched the ball. Um, so yeah, I mean, Mariah Welsh tried to throw a, a few sort of pot shots from distance, got the first goal. But yeah, Dominic Sadie was was fantastic, and obviously. His two goals are going to be in the highlight reel for a long time, I think. Yeah, it was basically the same goal twice. Yeah, like pretty two much. minutes after each other, they won the ball high up again, and then he just curled it past the Wolves goalkeeper again. Yeah. Um, uh, Mariah Welsh, especially, he played very well. I think. I think he was my highlight of the first half. He was running the midfield, him and Sadie down that left hand side, and ended up scoring the first goal actually. Yeah, yeah, he he was very good. He's probably the most senior player in that team now, and. With a, it was quite a young team, I think there were seven under nineteen starting or something. So he felt, you know, that bit of pressure to step up, and he, he definitely did that. Um, but one of the highlights of the night for me was after the first goal, they uh, the the team celebrated with Jaden Anthony's shirt. Obviously, Jaden Anthony sadly lost his mother in the week, and his mum was very close and very well loved to everyone at Bournemouth, really. Um, and Alan Connell said it, it meant a lot for the boys. Jaden's obviously one of our own who's come through um, when we signed him as a 16-year-old from Arsenal. Um, yeah, obviously tragic news. Um, and Nathan Mariah Welsh in particular, who's good friends with Jaden, um, I think was, was the driving force behind that. Um, so yeah, a nice moment in what's obviously a very difficult time for Jaden. Um, just speaking on some of the youth players, I know Alan Connell said after the game it was a very young team, even for the Bournemouth development squad. Uh, but Ashley Clark. Came off the bench, scored straight away pretty much. I think it was his first touch. I think it was, yeah. I think he walked on, jogged into position and then scored. Um, doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, a few youngsters came on, in all of which very impressive, but a lot of them came on when it was the game was already put to bed, like 3-4 nil. Yeah, which I suppose takes a bit of pressure off them. You know, it's it's a it's a best case scenario really. I mean, they lost the clean sheet right at the end, which I know Alan Connell said is slightly irritating, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter to to be fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you we mentioned Nathan Mariah Welsh earlier, and he he has been the under eighteen himself. He's now probably the most senior player on the team, but he was really happy as well to see the under eighteens get their chance. Yeah, it's a good experience. Obviously, they beat Newcastle in the FA Youth Cup last week, so. It's a different type of um, experience here coming on at 5-4-1 or something to um, to try and see out a game. Obviously, Ash has got a good goal from, from good play from us. So it just shows that when you put hard work in at the 18s, you're going to get your chance. And 
Obviously, the result means that Bournemouth went top of their Premier League Cup group on goal difference, going above Norwich, but they still have a game in hand on the Canaries, and um, the game last night uh, meant they qualified for the round of 16, which is really good. Yeah, and I mean, Wolves are a league, or a couple of leagues above them as well. Wolves are in the Premier League too, and they're about mid-table in that, so they're not exactly doing badly in the top under-21 division, so to speak. So it's a brilliant result for Bournemouth. Um, they could win it, <laughs> you never know. But, you know, they're, they're really sort of clicking under Alan Connell at the moment, and all the players speak so highly of him. So I think it is a bit of a case of the sky's the limit for the team at the moment. Um, it's already the furthest that they've ever got. Um, they've got to round of 16 quite a few times. Most recently... Uh, in 2019-20, which got called off due to COVID. But now, I think this season, they have looked really good. Yeah, and we're seeing a few of the players get some first team minutes as well. The likes of Ben Greenwood's been on the bench a lot. Um, Daniel Adjua J up front, who also scored last night, but such is the standard of him that he almost had a quiet game at the moment by his standards, with just the one goal, uh, which kind of shows you the level he's playing at at the moment. Um so yeah, it's really exciting times for the academy, um, and you know, hopefully they, they kick on from here and get a few more good results under their under their belt. A few local football teams are scheduled to be playing tonight, depending on pitch inspections. Here's Ollie Weller with the latest. Now we start off in the Southern League Premier Division South, where we have two games that will take place tonight. Dorchester Town are away to AFC Totten. They've won their last two games, but still sit 18th in the league. That's one spot above the relegation zone, and their challengers. Totten, who are currently in the playoff places, so that will be a tough game for the Magpies. Then we go to Pool Town, who play Swindon Supermarine. Their game was originally scheduled to be played on Saturday, but was cooled off due to a frozen pitch. Pool's last game was Boxing Day, where they beat local rivals Dorchester. Dan Wilson, chair of the supporters club, spoke to us about the problems having a lack of fixtures can cause the club. Been a nightmare. Uh, it's just gutting, really, because we all want to watch football. We know it'll come, we know it'll get better, and we know we'll eventually get to watching some games when it becomes issues and money issues. And It's annoying, it's frustrating, but we've, we've learned to deal with it, I think. Up the divisions to the National League South, where Weymouth faced Taunton Town, the Terrors sit 19th in the table, with Taunton sitting 20th. The bottom of the table clash could be crucial for the Terriers as they look to peel away from the relegation scrap. I'm also hearing, Ollie, you have some news about Bournemouth Rugby Club. What more can you tell us? Yes, so Bournemouth Rugby Club are running three free sessions with the aim to try and get women into rugby and ultimately create a squad. Speaking to youth and mini chairman Jamie Shanks, he gave his thoughts on last night's session. You know, they were absolutely perfect lines, some great passing, and above all, smiles. I think that's the key about Bournemouth Rugby Club is fun. It's all about having fun. You know, seeing girls and women playing rugby, you know, with that intensity already after two sessions is just amazing. Cheers, Ozza. We now head to Sam and Charlie, who have your national sport roundup. Thank you, Harry. In rugby, Owen Farrell has announced that he will move to French club Racing 92 at the end of the season. The former England captain had played for Saracens his whole career, but has decided to move on after announcing that he was also taking a break from international rugby for mental health reasons. England will now be captained by Saracens hooker Jamie George. Speaking at England's Six Nations launch, head coach Steve Borthwick admitted his side still aren't at their best going into the tournament. What's clear is that Ireland and France have set the standards in, in, in for, for a number of seasons now. That's great credit to them, their coaches, their players. Now, for us, that's not where we're at. For, for us, that's not where this team's been at, but it's where we want to be. Novak Djokovic has advanced to the semi-finals of the Australian Open after beating Taylor Fritz. 
and Britain's Cameron Norrie says he is confident that he can still improve after being knocked out of the competition yesterday. I think there's still lots to come. You know, I'm still 28 years old and I think the you look at the longevity of the other players playing now, I think they're, they're getting better. So I just want to keep learning and, and keep pushing and keep improving. Coco Gauff is into the women's semi-finals after beating Marta Kostjuk in a close-fought match. Formula One have announced that Madrid will host the Spanish Grand Prix from 2026. A new circuit will be built in the Spanish capital and will take over from the current race which takes place at Barcelona. In yesterday's football, Brighton drew 0-0 with Wolves. Brighton boss Roberto De Zerbi said that his side struggled without some of their key players. Playing without uh, Mitoma, Dingra, Ansu Fati and Chiso March, uh, we have to change uh, this position. We can't play with winger. If we analyse the game, uh, I think uh, there was uh, only one team who deserved to win. I'm now joined by our reporter Charlie Rutter, who can tell us more about the game. So Charlie, was the game as boring as the scoreline suggests? It was a fairly cagey affair with not too many opportunities on goal for either side, but a 0-0 draw isn't really what either side would have been looking for, but Gary O'Neill will definitely have been the happier of the two managers, as we've certainly created the better chances on the whole. Great, and tonight we also have the second leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final, Chelsea against Middlesbrough. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, Middlesbrough go into the second leg with a 1-0 lead from their home game, so the pressure will be on Chelsea to try and overturn that, but Middlesbrough manager Michael Carrick won't let himself get carried away with their advantage. Because, you know, we've got a lot to do, uh, depending on how the game goes, I think we can talk about the feelings of that after it. It's, uh, we're doing everything we can to get there, but totally focused on, on Tuesday night and, and, and trying to get the boys ready as best as we can for, for a big performance. Great, thank you for that, Charlie. Back to you, Harry. Thanks, guys. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in and join us tomorrow, same time, for another Buzz Sport podcast. Until then, goodbye.